you know it's gonna be some sort of like i imagine this like dark he-man like curse blade <laughs> with the power and then it like his costume becomes this like crazy just amazing like suit of armor Hey everyone, welcome back to the Marvel What Now podcast. I'm Kurt. And I am Peyton. <laughs> As always, today we got a little special treat for you. There's really no new episodes of any shows coming out, unfortunately. But uh, we still want to put out these weekly episodes. So uh, yeah, we're doing a little something different this week. Yeah, uh, man. I'm excited. Oh yeah. I, I do go. love the shows, but I know that we've got all these ideas that we've been talking about forever and it'll be good to finally like break out and you know just talk about whatever we want yeah yeah you know what we're going to focus on in this episode we're going to kind of segment it out and talk about shang chi then we're going to switch over and talk about eternals and then we're going to wrap up with a little what now uh we're going to adjust the what now um to a little bit of a more kind of open-ended discussion they've announced a ton of new (laughs) a ton of new things to come over the next couple of years and there's things that they haven't even necessarily even talked about that we do know are are coming so we are eating good sir Oh my, like there was such a dry spell all last year. And I'm sure over at Marvel, they were just, they're like, we're not going to talk about anything. We're just going to like ride this out. Nothing's happening. And then, oh God, 2021, it's just, but just mic drops all over the place. And there's still more to go. I mean, I think about the, the you know, they released that kind of back to the movies, which, you know, it was strange. That, that trailer made me tear up. I I got like weirdly emotional when I watched that trailer. I was like, I do want to go back to the movies. And there are all these, there's all these Marvel properties coming out. I'm so excited. Um, you know, but when they released that, you know, they they just pretty much threw out, laid everything on the table of, of uh, just the film slate, at least. Um, and that's not even counting all of the television shows as well. So it's, oh, it's just a, a, a smorgasbord, sir. And just, I'm eating it all. I'm eating it all up. <laughs> just the Marvel buffet. <laughs> More. It's the, uh, it's the, uh, um, uh, the, what is his name? I hate those movies so much. Adam Driver in uh, Kylo, the Kylo Ren. More. More. <laughs> it's that meme. I just cannot get enough. I want all the trailers and all of the releases. <laughs> I know. I've got my notes here and it has every date for all the movies. And then you're right. Like they don't even mention the TV shows, which I, I mean, they're just coming. Got so many ideas coming out and i'm excited there's not a single one that passive about or indifferent like how crazy is that you know kurt you, we we talked about it was i was this uh the the release the anniversary of the release of iron man not too long ago and you and i talked about like where we were and where we were in our lives and just how how like you know how crazy it was like do you remember us talking about like wow how cool would it be if they like team up or like holy shit tony stark is in a 20 second scene in the hulk movie oh my god like that was like the craziest that was like the most mind-blowing thing now and in one trailer we have um like 10 properties <laughs> 10 <laughs> different properties like i i like just 
we are spoiled, sir. It's uh, it's crazy to me that they've built it up to what this is. And, and, and like you said, you know, I'm excited for all the properties in completely different ways. Like there's some returning properties and I'm excited to see kind of what direction they go in. There's new properties that because they've been taking all these risks, I, I don't see how you couldn't be excited for all the new properties, even if you don't know what the hell they are. Like I, as even as a super fan, have no idea really about the Eternals or really kind of what their issue is. You know, you and I will get into that when we talk to them. We've been reading some of the comics and kind of getting ourselves more familiarized with it. But I don't know those characters at all. Do you know what I mean? And I'm still pumped for it. So, I mean, what do we do here, man? I mean, where do we even begin? <laughs> it's so crazy to think that you and I got to live through a moment in time where the incredible Hulk movie was like peak hype of the, like <laughs> the movie that no one talks about. And I wouldn't even say it's a bad movie. I enjoyed it, but it's just mm-hmm. a kind of mm-hmm. like forgotten MCU movie, but in a way it was the, one, I mean, of course, Iron Man was the one that truly kicked it off, but that was the first movie where you're like, Holy shit. Like these exist in the same, like they're coming together and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just mind blowing. And I mean, at, at the time, like we didn't know what that meant, like how they would pull it off. And then Avengers came and you're like, oh, wow, this like really works. And they're like, it's an amazing movie and we're so exciting. And you're right. They're coming out with all these properties of these heroes that I've, I'm aware of. Like, I know their backstory, but I was never the biggest Moon Knight fan. And now, <laughs> I was going to say that. I was going to say, who the fuck thought we were going to get a Moon Knight television show that I'd be like, yeah, baby. <laughs> a Moon Knight TV show uh, starring um, Ethan Hawke and, um, uh, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, Oscar Isaac. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, it just blows my mind. Like, mm-hmm. it, We'll get to that. That's going to be later on in the episode. <laughs> uh, yes. Can't wait. <laughs> But uh, let's uh, right. yeah, let's let's shift gears here and let's like let's start talking about you know, uh, let's just shift over to Shang-Chi and let's focus on that for a little bit and let's uh, let's get going. I'm so excited because I know for uh, this movie you've been talking about for a while how pumped you are and how excited. And I, I gotta be honest, like, uh, he's another one of those characters that I'm just not that familiar with. Um, you know, before before there were talks of him becoming a movie. I was just kind of aware of him as, Oh, the character with like the really racist, you know, Mandarin out, outdated character. Like that was sort of my only awareness of it. And now he's one of the properties that like we're most excited for. And mm-hmm. the trailer that they dropped not too long ago, I mean, just so excited for. So I, I, I know you're especially excited about it. I, I just want to hear your immediate takeaways from that trailer that we got yeah i this is the i i agree with you in that i i knew of shang chi you know like he was a big character for a long time he was an avenger for a long time and yeah like you said there is some kind of like problematic parts to his past i mean one of his villains was actually fu manchu i mean like like it just makes me like groan even saying it. it's just so disgusting do you know what i mean so there was kind of that like element of like the 70s when they were you know when united states culture was obsessed with like you know you know bruce lee and kung fu with david carradine r.i.p was that was like the biggest show in the world and that was like everybody's 
movies like it was kind of like the western samurai kind of like movie so that's where the like the that's where he that's where he the the culture that the character in that context was burst out of but they've really spent a lot of time in the comics over the past years like reforming that and reshaping that and trying to really get away from those like kind of shitty stereotypes that it was first created with but i didn't have as much of a knowledge about this person at all either really i just knew he was kind of like this bruce lee luke kang-esque marvel character he was this is kind of like just again like super fighter but i was most excited about this because i i maybe in my and i guess i would say that the trailer nailed on this like i just had this idea of this crazy martial arts epic like a big like a fighting movie not powers and and like blasty that kind of stuff like true like crazy fight scene choreography like like matrix and jet lee and all those like crazy movies that we grew up with that had just the most insane realistic like fight choreography like that's what i had in my head and just to see it at first i'm like and simu is just perfectly cast like you know, I, I had said to you when i first saw the trailer i was like marvel combat <laughs> you know what i mean i was like so pumped and the scene with like the you know kind of like crouching tiger hidden marvel feel i mean it just was like a visual visual feast um so i i'm just beyond beyond excited for this movie and that's amongst the many things i would probably say this is the new new property you know that i'm the most excited about and i just i can't wait i can't wait to see what they do with it i can't wait to see what 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 they do with it how it ends where he kind of ends up it maybe he's gonna pop i I doubt we'll see him prior to the movie but post the movie um i think it'll be interesting to see where he ends up what the kind of in credit scene that everybody is fury going to connect to i don't know there's there's tons of kind of things we can go talk about there but um nothing but excitement for me it should also be noted uh for the listeners that you actually have a martial arts background <laughs> oh don't you put me on blast here oh my god we gotta cut this part out of the <laughs> we should cut this part out i did i did i i I do love, I, I guess I, that is probably maybe a little, I am a little bit biased. Uh, I mean, you know, we grew up on Power Rangers. I mean, I, Power Rangers and X-Men and like the 90s Spider-Man were probably like my three biggest things. And Power Rangers obviously is like a hugely martial artist kind of show. It is a lot of fight scenes. So I, I do, I, I do love that kind of stuff. I love like Jackie Chan movies, like all those, I just love those like crazy martial arts fight sequence movies. So I don't think Marvel's ever really done anything like that. There's definitely fight scenes, but there's, do you know what I mean? There's definitely like a, that type of genre. And I don't think they've ever done anything like that. So I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with that. And <clears throat> from the trailer, I don't, you know, they kind of go back and forth, whether or not he has powers or not. So I, I, I'm curious to see what you think about that. I have my own opinion about what, and we could both be wrong about it too. They could just be giving us misdirection, but I want to talk about first one of the things you and I talked about about the trailer the most is that how the trailer showed just enough. I think you were a little bit lukewarm to it at the beginning. Not that you didn't think it was good, but you know, you know, you were a little bit like, okay, cool, cool. But then it grew on you as you watched it. And let's let's talk about for just a second about why our opinion kind of shifted on like the trailer itself. It, I should say uh, when I had sent you that 
I, I was working and the, you had sent me a text, you know, the, the trailer's out, like, go watch it now. And I was just busy with working. And the only way I uh, had a moment to watch it was on my phone. So I, I think that added to the sort mm-hmm. of maybe the the underwhelming feeling that I was feeling at the time. And then wet blanket over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it on my Apple watch and it's like, eh. I, I had that total reaction. I'm over here. I, you know, you were busy and I messaged you and it came out and I was like, Kurt, Kurt, oh my God, eat by dying. I'm like, oh, and then you were like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. Uh, yeah, I've seen, I, I've seen better. <laughs> I, I'm, okay, so I'm somewhat worried about going to see this movie uh, only for the reason you, we were talking about like when we were kids, I remember, so I never took any kind of uh, karate martial arts class, n- nothing official, but you know, you mentioned Power Rangers. I grew up on, you know, the movie, like the three ninjas movies, mm-hmm. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like it's very much ingrained in my childhood, even just the, the imaginary aspect of it. And I'm really worried that when I go see this movie, the inner child in me is going to be brought out to where I come home and my girlfriend's going to like catch me in the bedroom, like doing karate moves and, you know, doing, I, I hope making... that she does get that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she, I, you know, Emily's going to break in and she's gonna, you're, she, you're going to be like embarrassed. And then she's going to like, get the fist like come on bitch let's go there's there's the knock on the door and i'm like oh god she's caught me and then she opens it and she's just dressed like death dealer she's, she's, she's like got let's go nunchucks and like a fucking sword <laughs> oh that would be awesome i would love her even more than i already do would well, that be great be like wow this is so embarrassing and then she's like excuse me yes you are embarrassing you weak she does the morpheus like you know <laughs> let's spar <laughs> it is embarrassing you weakling <laughs> um, it, it is nice you know when i think of uh all those properties i mentioned you know it's uh, uh power rangers you know like a mostly white cast three ninjas three little boys you know white boys mm-hmm. learn this ancient martial arts and it's especially with everything that's going on uh you know, with like Asian hate in America, like it's it's nice to see uh, a movie uh, with a little more authenticity to it than three little white boys from Cleveland who are suddenly martial arts masters. Or, you know, uh, pothead smoking, uh, you know, Finn Jones turning into, you know, the Neo, the one like, give me a break. Like, come on yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, the entire cast, is asian uh the the director is as well I and mean, they really are trying to to be sensitive to that and and honor you know and celebrate the you know kevin feige is a person who's been pushing he's the reason why we got black panther and you know that was the whole big thing with the big marvel committee and the big argument with ike perlmutter and all that kind of bullshit everybody should know and if you don't know you can do your own research out there uh, you know but kevin feige was a person pushing for these new movies of like people want this stuff and it is and they, and you can see that over like the next you know the span that they get uh, we talked about this in the podcast of the other shows is that you know, even just between WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, they're they're completely different palettes. Like 
you could love WandaVision and hate Winter Soldier and Falcon. You know what I mean? Like, just that's just not your kind of thing. And you mm-hmm. maybe want to watch it because you want to connect the tissue of everything that's happening in the Marvel Universe, but you can still go like, mm, I don't really like this as much as this other thing. And they're just giving everybody something. You know what I mean? They're giving kind of like every little flavor of something that, some, that could possibly stick to people. So... There's just so many stories and corners of the MCU now that they can bring to life. And it's, I mean, we've seen like some shots in this trailer. It, it, I don't know how they'll play with time. Like when some of these shots are happening, like, was it centuries ago? Is it modern day? But there's some big action sequences. And, uh, you know, we even see some of the mythical animals uh, uh, in these shots. Like we see dragons flying around the big battle. We see, um the like Chinese lions, which I looked up and they're called food dogs in those battles. So it sort of feels you know, like that final Wakandan battle where they have these giant rhinoceroses and you know things just going to these different locations in the world and different time periods and bringing all this rich history, you know, either culturally or from the comics that they can bring to life and is just so exciting to see. And I I should say with all the the fighting in the trailer one of my favorite shots was uh shang chi and i believe her name's katie uh mm-hmm. character yep. where they're singing karaoke and if you look yeah. at the lyrics on the song they're singing it's uh from aladdin a whole new world <laughs> so th- that's that's what i'm most excited for yeah you know simu is he's so amazing he really is like he just has that the first time you ever saw i ever saw him like I was like, okay, yeah, this guy, he's just got the, he's just got it. And, you know, the, the big kind of reveal for him in the trailer with when they're on the bus and he does the split kick and knocks the guys down and he has the moment with his coat and she's like, who are you? And then it like cuts over to him and then he has the like, that's like his like intro really to the world and to the MCU too. And he's just so... I just so excited and he is such a great person. I follow him on Twitter as well. He's so wonderful. And he actually more, even more recently as well, with everything that's been going on in the world, like he's been a really vocal advocate against um, uh, uh, racial discrimination and hate crimes towards Asian people. And he's been like, he's just been a really like positive voice for that. And I just, I think he's incredible and I want this movie to do so well for him. I just think everybody in the cast is so exciting. And you've got, we've got Tony Leung is playing, uh, the Mandarin, who you know, he is a legendary actor. He's been in tons of like Wong Kar Wai films, and he, he, you know, we've got like really like a, I guess you like the equivalent for stupid American audiences. We've got like the De Niro, the Pacino of like you know Asian actors, someone who is just a a, a worldwide respected performer playing one of the villains and for like such a controversy in the past about this man the mandarin character with ben kingsley and what they chose to do in iron man 3 with the mandarin casting someone who is like daniel day lewis level of like amazing actor you know what i mean like just an incredible incredible performer as a villain how are you not even more excited about that and they're doing something completely new with him they're stepping away from that racial stereotype they're even stepping away from the actual having the rings on his fingers and um, we can see in the trailer just in that shot when we see his arm that it looks like he's got bands around as five bands that go around his arms um now how that works and if that ties into the the, the multi powers that you know the mandarin ultimately has i guess we'll, we'll see there uh, but it does does still seem like they're leaning into that like mythical idea that 
you know, in the one shot when they revealed that <clears throat> the Mandarin did exist, uh, separate from Slattery and uh, obviously uh, Aldrich Killian's, you know, Ames creation that they quote created, it was a real person. So to see this person and to see it be completely subverted from what we think of it, I'm, I think that's the smartest decision. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I can't wait. Yeah, I've read some interesting things about the rings being turned into armbands and it's it's really interesting like i i think the biggest reason was they wanted to kind of separate it from the infinity gauntlet you know like having jewelry kind of like on the hands they uh thought it felt too similar uh i've seen things where people i'm not familiar with martial arts but they say that it's sort of uh drawing inspiration from actual martial arts i don't know if it's attire or weaponry but you know the armbands are, are kind of used um, historically. Also, there's a theory that they belong to Fin Fang Foom, and they're actually meant for, you know, larger dragons like hands, as opposed to, and that's why they're so large, and why humans would have to wear them on their arm, because imagine the size of, you know, his, the Mandarin's forearm is the size of one of Fin Fang Foom's toes, or something like that. You I know, don't it's know. got that purplish energy, too. I'm always, like, dark dimension thinking and that when they have the purple energy i mean again they may be reaching and it just may be coincidence or it's just that's how it's looking but it does have that too as well if you look at it when it shows that shot of his arm in the in the little corner shot um we get shots of the mandarin uh what seems like he's in different time periods so some people speculate that you know he's centuries years old and it's possible that uh the ten rings preserve his life make them ancient mm-hmm. um, which I think would be really really interesting and we I mean, do see that he's a part of a global kind of like uh, you know a global uh, kind of Illuminati I guess they're making the ten rings like this kind of I don't know if it's like global because we see this shot with like the helicopters like I feel like when, that's when when uh, Shang-Chi comes back it seems like because he's got the kind of casual clothing on I, I would assume by the trailer of the sequences like we learn that he's been gone he wanted to have his own life. He became, there's got to be something that we learn that pushes him apart from him. When, you know, we see the, 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 where he's been trained his entire life to be this like perfect assassin or not assassin, but just this perfect warrior um, that can withstand pain. And we see the thing of them like smashing the sticks on him and all that kind of stuff. And even when he is in his regular life, he is still training every day. He's doing the pushups in his little tiny apartment, but there's got to be something that made him, you know, set him like get at odds with the father that pushed them aside, you know, and even the sister, like, it seems like they're estranged as well. Uh, I mean, they literally fight in the trailer. So, you know what I mean? Like there's, there's obviously some sort of, maybe there's like the sister has stayed with the Mandarin, but obviously he doesn't see her as the heir. He sees him, but then, you know what I mean? There's that very kind of like, um, that sense eight relationship. You remember if you remember see the show sense eight, it's that like where the girl has been like the devoted one, but the, what is perceived as like the crappy, I mean, obviously Sean is not going to be as worse as like the bad, you know, son in, in sense eight, but like the same kind of like ideal where the father overlooks that person. And then it creates conflict with two. Cause if he's been gone, you know, there's been something that's like been the inciting incident there. So I'll be interested to see what that is. Um, and how that directs the plot of what we learn yeah i mean the shots we see of uh shang chi like in his just regular everyday life uh you know we see him working as a valet 
he's living in a garage and having lived in San Francisco myself, like San Francisco's not cheap. So I think he's just, he, he was bred for this life of, you know, being a warrior or soldier, maybe, uh, you know, the Mandarin was wanting to basically not like clone himself, but like create sort of the perfect copy of him. And Shang-Chi just wants to like, live an everyday life we see him going out and doing karaoke and having beer with friends and it's like hey i give you like 10 years to discover yourself to figure sh- your shit out uh and it, you know his father i can't what does he say in the trailer like where did that take you or uh, so he's definitely like bringing him back into the fold you know flying him to his compound and he's we don't know what he's gonna do with him we i think there will be some kind of like mortal combat tournament in the end but yeah I, I don't really know what that what their relationship is now like what does he want from him he says uh you walked in my shadow i trained you so the most dangerous people in the world couldn't kill you son it's time for you to take your place by my side he says by my side he doesn't say take my take your place as my heir he doesn't say it in that way it's by my side Uh so i feel like that leads up to like the overall kind of war that's happening you mentioned earlier in the in the podcast about the war between that we see in the trailer there's like a big crazy war whether it's in the past i think it's actually in the present i think it is in the present um and it's gonna be these i don't know what the the uh the force coming against the ten rings is or what maybe they're trying to be like conquest maybe they're trying to conquer something um but i feel like that is going to be the like bigger battle that they're bringing him in to be a part of because it's his like place now and it's like you know what i mean like it, it is time son you must come be the you know what I mean? That kind of situation. I still feel like there's going to be something in the past. We see that kind of quick cut in the past where they go into this bar and you at first had thought that it was Shang-Chi who punches that, that table. If you look at it again, and I just watched it again. It's, it's the actor who it's the, the same clothing as the father. So I feel like there's going to be something where he does something in the past, whether he kills somebody or he tortures them or does something that makes Shang-Chi be like, no, I can't be a part of this. That's not going to be me. And that, you know what I mean? It's a very like, that's the trope of like the good, the good character versus the bad guy. And then having him come back, I feel like it's going to be that same thing where he's like, I'm not going to do it this way. I'm not going to be brutal. I'm not going to be relentless and all this, but you know, it's almost like he, he can't help but be that way. Yeah. I think the way they shot that, the, the sequence of that shot is, um what's his father's name win Wu. yeah that's what they that's yeah. what they're calling him in this yes yeah uh it looks like you know they're walking into this place together uh when Wu wearing the 10 rings on his arms and shang chi uh by his side and then it cuts to you know where he smashes the table when you see the blue glowing lights and you're right that is when Wu doing it I, I sort of that scene to me felt like it was a bit of a shakedown like whatever organization he's doing he he shows up at this this wherever he is and it seems like you know he he walks in calmly and i'm assuming maybe he has a conversation he's like give me give me what you want or like stop doing whatever you're doing whatever uh and then he just like you know smashes the table and maybe kicks some people's ass to to make a show and i think that's him just like building his 
reputation as the Mandarin, you know, anyone who like challenges him, he's like immediately gonna like put you in your place and show the extent of his force that no one would even want to challenge him. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally agree. It's that kind of like Quentin Tarantino, you know what I mean? Good fellas, he like in a bar and it's a very calm scene and then it gets incredibly violent and dangerous very quickly. Yeah, totally, completely, completely agree there. Um, what, um, um, I, 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 I don't know where to jump from there. Uh, let's see. Oh God. Ooh, one, one lyric from the song that's playing in the background is, uh, you woke up the dragon and we have seen dragons flying in the battle scenes. Also there was, um, They've officially announced it now. Funko Pop has uh, a dragon pop from this movie, and it's called The Great Protector. So I'm curious how dragons will tie into the lore, you know, especially with Fin Fang Foom. There's some people who think, you know, the the wings or the rings awaken the dragon. Is it going to be a a Shang-Chi animality? Is he gonna Luke hang himself into the dragon? <laughs> that would Turn be sick. Into it? Yeah, is that maybe his? You know, Shang Chi's powers. We talked about that. They fluctuate in the comics of like whether he's just like a the peak human kind of situation that they always say, like peak human condition, or whether he does like he can channel his chi into like a way of becoming superhuman. Like he he can do he like, can focus himself. And do this like you know these kind of crazy. He can punch somebody crazily, or he can move really quickly. In the comic books, at one point, he also gets a point where he can copy himself, and like he 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 can he can focus it that way, where he can make duplicates of himself. You know what I mean? So there's there's I I do hope eventually he has some sort of like power, even if it is him like manifesting his chi, and that gives him some sort of super super abilities or like superhuman abilities. I, I do hope we see that, you know, because I that's that's to me part of like the martial arts thing of like. Yeah, I do want this scene of him kicking everybody's ass. I want a scene of him like one versus fifty, you know, kill Bill. Maybe not murdering everybody that way, but like straight up kicking their ass in Neo style. You know what I mean? Like that. I I want to see that. So, oh god, I, I, you know they're gonna do Fin Fang Foom, whether it's a an antic antagonistic way or it's gonna be some sort of big kind of crazy part of the climax of the battle. I could see it being something like. The Mandarin, you know, the the rings grant him uh, a great source of power and it's worked well throughout history. But maybe it's gotten to the point now with like the Avengers and all these superheroes that he's like, okay, like I can still hold my own, but these rings aren't as powerful as they used to be. You know, there's the Scarlet Witch literally warping reality. And maybe there's something about uh you know he needs or wants a little bit more power and his plan is to waken fin fang foom or maybe maybe he hasn't been able to and shang chi is for whatever reason you know like the chosen one or Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. fin fang foom only answers to like someone who's pure of heart something like that which would you know need the mandarin to then like bring him back maybe he like poses as like the good guy but his ultimate in goal is to get Shang Chi to awake the dragon. Possibly, I could see that. I could mm-hmm. also see. I could also see it being like maybe even a form of different form of like magic. Maybe the maybe the rings some way are like a magical binding of Fin Fang Foom, and they're connected to him in a different dimension. You know what I mean? Or there's some sort of you know what I mean? He's harnessing power from it some way. Or he, like I could see it also being kind of like a like a Chinese mysticism a way where it's like 
it's it's the same thing as like Doctor Strange is just Chinese magic. And you know what I mean? Like I could I could also see it being kind of that too. Cause it does seem very mystical and it's and it's like the rings just do have this kind of ancient feel to them and they have this kind of maybe that's where you said that the war, maybe the war is both. Maybe they show the, him with the ring like you said if he's super old maybe they showed him with the rings centuries ago fighting a different battle and then they show him now again it could, could be i could totally see him being both of that because it does look like it's two different time periods in those war sequences so well even that shot it's it's just sort of like a quick uh but slow panning shot of the mandarin and you see the ten rings logo behind him he has longer hair he's sort of dressed in uh sort of like older clothing so that to me is sort of him like you know living throughout one of these ancient chinese dynasties and you know that was him during the time and he's over time's probably just evolved into this more like powerful businessman like he runs these entire countries or whatever at this point but i i mean i i have no idea whether i mean i think some of the things we've talked about will be on point in in some way but I, i'm so fucking pumped for this movie it's just gonna be it's just fun. i mean marvel movies they're they're fun they're they have them re- their message they nail the characters and and the plot lines and the way they take inspiration from the comics are are always great but i, I just think this is gonna be like another one of those fun epic timely movies I agree. I, it's, I, it's, I, I'm, it's, it's pastime, honestly. But, uh, oh, oh 100%. 100%. Do you have any, uh, any final thoughts or, or questions on Shang-Chi? We'll probably start, uh, get moving, switching over to Eternals. Don't think so. No, I, we didn't talk about the Death Dealer, but that's another, I think that's another going to be a big reveal kind of situation. Um, you know, and it's obviously like a person working for his father. We see them fight for just a second, whether it's one person or maybe it's more than one. I would assume it's probably one person and that's going to be some sort of uh, reveal. Um, <clears throat> who it is or who it could be, who who knows though. I'm not sure about that, but um, yeah, I could see it being his mother like that. Mm-hmm. Being some, some big reveal. Mm-hmm. Yep, or maybe even Katie or something. That maybe like the the, the I, I feel Aquafina is going to be more than just the like the straight person. You know what I mean? Like the bumbling. Like I'm getting caught up in all this craziness. Like I think it may be seeming that way, but I think she may have something more going on there too. Something a little more, a little rich, more rich there. But we'll see. I agree. I like the sequence at the, in the bus when he uh, grabs the one girl and he's like stopping everybody else with his leg, like that kind of creativity. I'm really excited about. And I, the, just the taste of that, you know, you and I talked about how the trailer that we don't, don't reveal everything in the trailer. Don't, I don't want to see any of the big action sequences. I don't want to see any of the big set pieces. I want to be true. Like you've already got me. I'm coming to the movie. I'm going to watch the show. <laughs> don't just get, and I felt like, you know, you and I talked about this, this towed the line of like, because it's a new person, they did have to show a lot of stuff, but I do feel like they held back or gave you like just a quick glimpse of something where it was like, ooh, like, like the kind of crouching tiger scene in the garden. It was like just enough where it was like just a kind of a flash of something. And I'm like, oh, yes, what is that? But I, I didn't get enough where it, I felt like it spoiled it all and it didn't really ruin any big set piece for me. And I think there's going to be a lot of crazier action sequences they haven't even shown at all. So, oh, just can't. We've been talking about it here now for like 30 minutes now. I just just cannot wait september september 3rd cannot come soon enough i know i think there's something to the fact that we could go on and on 
about a trailer that doesn't reveal that much about a character that we don't know much about. Like, there's just so little uh, on like knowledge, or most of the knowledge I have about this character has come like very recently. But right. that doesn't change my excitement level about this movie and where it could go. And, and I'll be, I think they're going to nail it. It's going to be like another uh, Black Panther, another Captain Marvel. It's going to be a, I think yeah. it's going to be a billion dollars. I think it's going to make a billion. Oh, now. easy. <clears throat> well, maybe with the pandemic. I don't know. Things with the pandemic are different because of movie theaters, but I, I, I asterisk, I think it would be normally a, a billion dollars, but I, I do think it's going to it'd be a huge, huge hit. Totally. So, um, yeah, let's jump into uh, switch over to Eternals, which I'm probably equally excited about. We finally, have, finally, oh, this finally movie should have come out what last November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. And and what within the last week we we're going to be talking about this, but we really only have what thirty seconds of footage, if that. Mm-hmm. Yep, I rewatched it again. You and I had planned to talk about this for like 20 or, five, 20 or 30 minutes in this episode. Before, before we were like, I mean, we can talk about a lot of speculation, but if we're just focusing on what we see, it's like, what? <laughs> it's like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But just enough that I, this goes back to my point of like, Feige is just sitting back on like casting announcements, trailers, you know, all these different costumes and reveals and all this. He's just sitting back going, yeah, let's drop that today. Ah, you know what? Simu's birthday. Let's give him his trailer. Here you go. Strong T trailer. First day. Boom. There you go, buddy. Like they're just, they're just waiting. And this goes, this goes for a comment for my, I'll get back to this in my what now. Like they, they've got the Fantastic Four's cast, man. You cannot make me believe that, that they're not. I think they've already got plans. They, we've heard rumors about all this other kind of stuff. So, you know, they're just waiting to throw these bombs out and they threw this big trailer out and it's like, that's just the movies. That's, and that's not even counting the movies they haven't even announced. So um, this was something we have been waiting for something we've been nervous about. Like not that nervous is a bad word, but just like, what the fuck is this movie going to be? You know what I mean? Um, Let's talk about the characters for just a little bit. I think that would be a good idea for the audience and just for ourselves of like kind of what we know and what little we know too, because with Shang-Chi and this, it's like, this is new territory for you and I. So we're learning as we're going along. I, I love their, how choiceful they are with their shots because this movie is called the internals. You know, it's dealing with space gods, you know, experimenting on human life and these ancient beings. And the first shot is Selma Hayek on a ranch, (laughs) but it's so perfect. I mean, it, the shots are beautiful. You know, the, the movie is directed by, uh, God, I'm blanking on names today. Uh, It's uh, Chloe Zhao. Chloe Zhao. Yes, yes, thank you. Uh, You know, which she just won Best Director for Nomadland. Which won Best Picture? Yeah, and the the shots and just like six quick little clips we get of this movie. uh, I think it looks beautiful. But, I mean, I can't wait to see what they do with these stories. I think it'll be sort of similar to uh, Shang-Chi, like, you know, telling history, but it's also set in modern day. You know, I'm I'm curious how they balance the the characters, you know, because we're now dealing with an entire cast that has been around for thousands of years. Yeah, I mean that's that's a lot. 
I'm just curious how they're going to focus on will they sort of sum up their entire lifespan or will this take place like in modern day and they kind of like briefly allude to their past because they're just it's a big cast so I mean backstories alone could take forever to develop <clears throat> well they they they've already announced i mean this is right i'm, I'm saying this for this is coming straight from the straight from the king's mouth from feige's mouth that this movie takes place over like seven thousand years so i know that you are currently reading the or you finished the uh the neil gaiman uh eternals run from the 2000s i am reading the current new reboot uh the kieran gillen uh series which you know you and i have been kind of comparing notes about what the characters are how they're characterized and like the plot like literally what happens in the plot and there is connected tissue um that you know the end of the plot of the neil gaiman version you know when everyone gets revived in this version which i'm reading which is kind of how it starts is icarus um is revived in the in the world machine and it kind of one thing i like about this newer series and i do think they're going to do this in the movies is through this time period jump thing they're going to show us uh like where where they've been and like what that race is because thanos is also connected to them i think thanos is going to be in the movie that's my my personal opinion in a small role but i do think he's going to be in the movie um in in some capacity and i think they're just sitting on that um because it just makes sense i mean even if he isn't i don't think he's going to be the main antagonist at at all but they have to mention him at some point like there's got to we're moving into this territory now where unless it's like with Kamala with Miss Marvel, she is a, a child of the world. Does that make sense? So like she's a 16 year old kid who's like, she is growing up into the world. So like her, where has she been is answered Shang-Chi and these other characters. Like, I mean, they even had to tell you in the beginning, like I gave you 10 years, <laughs> like how coincidental that that is the 10 year time period in which the MCU has happened. So you do you know what I mean? So like with this and the Eternals, they are going to have to like show you and, and give us some exposition about where they've been, what's been happening, why they were not in the fight with Thanos or where they are. And, and I think we're going to get answers to all this. I, it's really interesting how they're going to handle movies moving forward now, because you almost, in every property have to at least mention where they were during the snap or like what happened. Did they get snapped away? Um, But I, I totally agree with you. I think Thanos will definitely be in this movie. I don't think it'll be like a character, but you know, once they start talking about the history and lore of Eternals, you know, and they bring up deviants, like they're definitely going to bring up Thanos. They just have Mm -hmm. to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's you know the 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 villain of the piece is um, oh god I don't have the caster here ah no 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 um, the villain character um, is uh, crow. I think it, excuse me crow is that his name mm-hmm. I believe he is a deviant if I'm not mistaken right yes yes okay so you know I, there's got to be something connected to that of like them and the resurrection process with their technology that is like alien and ancient and way far the the celestials are going to be in the movie you know that's obviously going to be connected so i think we're going to learn a lot of history of the marvel universe if that makes sense like if 
if the celestials put the if they tried to you know in the comics they they're essentially an experiment the eternals are they made a hundred of them and then they made a hundred deviants and then they left because it was pretty much the celestials were like nope we can't do that and it's revealed that they were doing that because they were try- i think i'm pretty sure they were trying to like perfect humans and that's the the celestials were an experiment if i'm not mistaken i may be getting that reversed but it's something to that effect and i feel like we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of that so we're gonna get why they haven't interfered with things but at the same time like it's gonna be a lot i mean i i even feel like i'm kind of talking disjointedly because i'm trying to piece together what they're going to do and showing where they've been. And then also what the plot of the actual movie itself is, because the plot of the movie has to be something. It can't just all be the past. So I think they're going to, we're going to be get like, they're going to make us uh, at some points connect the dots. Like it's not, they're not going to hold their hands through everything. But I do think that obviously that's going to be a connection. You know, my theory about Angelina Jolie, I'll get to that in a second, but you know, that is just, it's going to be something with the deviants and the deviants coming back to take over the planet or, you know what I mean? Or coming back to be the right, they, the true Supreme, Supreme being, do you know what I mean? I, I think it has to be something of that capacity. I'm really curious how they're going to handle the deviants because in the comics, you know, there's like a hundred eternals. So that could kind of be like explained away easily. But if I remember, I feel like the deviants are, you know, like always populating, uh, you know, they're always like growing. Sometimes they exist like in hordes. So I'm just kind of curious, like, where have they been? Like, what are, what are they doing that I'm much more curious about how they're going to handle that. I also think this movie is a great opportunity to set up X-Men somehow. Yeah. Uh, you know, if they talk about celestials and their experimentation on early humans, you know, could that be like, uh, you know, the first introduction of a, a dormant X gene or something like that, which mm-hmm. comes up later that, you know, that would explain that, oh, mut- mutants have always been around. Like maybe uh, Wanda or Pietro had the dormant gene and then the Mind Stone unlocked it, something like that. I, I really hope, you know, I hope it's that the Celestials were trying to duplicate human evolution because I and we'll get we're going to have an x-men discussion where we fo- focus one specific episode on what we're going what we think is going to happen with the x-men um but i hope that the x-men is still and the evolution of humans it is the next it is the evolution of humans so i i i do agree with you that in some way whatever the ultimate answer is like we're, we're both just kind of speculating giving our ideas about what makes the most sense but whatever they choose to do, I completely agree with you that I do think that there's going to be some sort of connection to, I mean, there could be connection to many different things. There could be connection to, there has to be, they have to start talking about inhumans in some capacity. Kamala's coming. So, you know, there have also been rumors that they're recasting the royal family and that they're going to, you know, that there'll be background characters at first, but that the inhumans, Kevin Feige's obsessed with the inhumans and he loves those characters. He loves the X-Men too. He, it's not a, for him, it's not an either or. Uh, it's a, I love them all and I love them all in different ways and want to push them in different ways. And he always loves these kind of like esoteric characters, the guardians and, you know, the eternals. I mean, nobody, the mainstream people don't know who the hell these are. I'm a huge Marvel fan. These were like, look, when we grew up, X-Men was the A-list. Oh, look here. X-Men still is the A-list. Damn it. X-Men is the, was the top tier. They were the head of Marvel. Like Iron Man was like a C-list character to me. I mean, he was after like, Definitely after Spider-Man and, you know, 
Fantastic Four. Like he was even after those people. So like the Avengers to me were were secondary, and they've only kind of flipped this with the movies, and then obviously everybody knows about the X Men being kind of pushed to the side in the comics because of the, the movie rights distribution and all that kind of stuff. But <clears throat> I, I'm off on a tangent here, but I I, I think this movie is going to. Dude, I'd just be brilliant. <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> I look at the shots. I mean, you know, she the, the, she's shot a lot of practical stuff, so there's not a lot of special effects, and you can tell. Like, it's weird that the special the practical stuff looks like special effects because it looks so good, <laughs> but it's the opposite. I I'm so excited for this movie because I mean, it can be. It's in a way like marvel's religion or like you're telling this sort of the history of creation like the history of existence why we're here what we've been doing this whole time and i mean it's just a. I think the celestials will be viewed as very just indifferent about what they're doing like that's kind of the way they've been portrayed in the comics like the eternals they say they're programmed to protect them um in the comics you know we I don't know. I this may be a spoiler for the movie, so heads up. Uh, but in the comics, they find out that there's a celestial that was buried in San Francisco, so like just thousands of hundreds of thousands of years ago, and even the Eternals didn't know about it. But it appears, and they have to protect it. Like it's literally like written in their DNA, and like the Avengers show up, and they're like, "What the fuck? We gotta like take out this giant space robot." Right. And the Eternals are all like. Uh, yes, you do need to do that, but I can't let you do that. Mm-hmm. So, like, before you go blasting, because I'll be forced to fight you, like, why don't you go stand over there, Iron Man, and we can talk it out. So, I, I think that'll be really interesting to see the Celestials as kind of our makers, but at the same time, you know, maybe bitter towards them. Um, especially Eternals, like, living hundreds of thousands of years, they're kind of essentially, like, trapped on Earth. So, it's it's just a such a large story that you can tell, and so you know, I, I now that we're talking about it, now that we're talking about, it, we've been jumbling these ideas, and the way you see it in the trailer, we see all of them in plain clothes. You know, we like you said, you see Selma Hayek, and I mean, how gorgeous! I mean, first of all, Selma Hayek as Ajax. I mean, just I mean, I, wow! I mean, just the casting again, Marvel, Jesus, just the best. And uh, again, she's got the, her; she's in her Joanne period. You know, what I mean, she rolls up in her Lady Gaga horse attire, looking like she's you know looking like a million dollars. And it, it, I, I now that we're talking about it, like they're all in plain clothes, so I could almost see like. You know, Kevin Feige says he, he always wants to keep it simple. I could almost just see, like you just said, them having an antagonistic relationship towards the Celestials, perhaps because the Celestials prefer humans in a way, and them saying, fuck it, and just not caring. It may be that simple. That's Where, where were they during all this? Maybe they didn't care. Maybe somehow Thanos couldn't snap them away, or maybe he did. I, you know what I mean? Like I could just see their response to humanity and saving it being indifference not hatred but after being so old just they're you know one lives on a ranch like they all do they they're you know we see uh, uh kumail nanjiani and he's like a bollywood star he's this big like they all go completely different lives in their own way and i, I 
I, I think that's going to be crucial to like why why they have stayed out of things and where they've been as the MCU has happened. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, even in the comics, there's sort of a divide within the Eternals before or between those who sort of, you know, admire or love humans and, you know, want to protect them or interact. And then those who are just like, oh, you know, humans, they're so fragile and they wither away and don't get attached because they, you know, they're just a blink in our existence. Uh, there is a storyline in the comics where, you know, they have their memories wiped and they're just kind of real, you know, they have to go around and like sort of wake up all these Eternals and be like, hey, you're this ancient being and you have powers. And I could totally see that happening in the movie. I think that shot of them on the beach could potentially, so we see in that shot, we see Sprite and I'm not sure whose hand she's holding. It might be Thena. Um, but who knows, like, maybe that's a scene where Sprite is wiping their minds because, you know, they, after living so long, they want to try to maybe experience what a human's life is like, even though they're, they're still Eternals, they can live forever. And maybe something with a snap, like, woke, woke, woke them up and, you know, they just start, uh, realizing their powers, realizing what's going on. And that would maybe explain why they weren't there, you know, for the battle of New York or why they weren't there for the battle of Endgame. But at the same time, I mean, you're right. They could just say, fuck it. Like, Oh, the half existence got blinked out of existence. Like, Oh, they'll, they'll come back. Like, even if they're not brought back, like life goes on, they'll repopulate. And that's just the way it is. I mean, They've lived for so long. Like, how could you not just sort of it's, become indifferent? If the, if, the, if the Celestials created the Deviates, what's their fault? To, to, it's their responsibility to stop them, not ours. You know what I mean? It could be mm-hmm. any of those things. I love your idea too about it. it. Could be just they've woken up, like they resurrect. I mean that that they'll be that'll be explained too that they do resurrect, they do come back, um, and yeah, they do. They have their their memories are sometimes that that goes back to the technology that's like inside the Earth um that the, they that is ancient te- celestial technology as well i could see crow i could see an amalgamation of all this kind of stuff like them not knowing but then being brought back into it because one of the deviants does something and then it awakens all the memories in them and what they're supposed to be doing plus all the past lives that they've lived and the different relationships between them that could cause like like the barry cowan character the druid he could he i think he's going to be a very loki-esque character like he is usually he turns on people in this story. Sometimes Sprite does as well. My personal opinion is that Angelina Jolie is going to be a traitor as well because in the comics and in the new one, Thena is very. Uh, uh, they do again like I think again the Eternals are also going to be like the inspiration for like the Greek gods in Marvel or like for what the humans see them. They're going to see like ancient cultures will have seen these people as gods and they will affect history in some way you know what i mean but really it's just it's been them the entire time because that's why they have the kind of like analogs for the other one like it's not athena but athena has a lot of her characteristics that become what athena becomes do you know what i mean they get put to her but one of the things that she does in the comics is that she loves deviants she loves them just as much as she doesn't want she doesn't want uh like them to be treated any differently as well and she actually takes them as lovers and all this kind of stuff coincidentally in the comics crow is one of her lovers 
So I could totally see. I mean, imagine that too. They're going to put Angelina Jolie as Wonder Woman. I mean, look at her. She's got Wonder Woman with her magic sword or Lord of the Rings sword she's got. And then she's going to be a traitor. Like that'll be just boom, smack in the face. Do you know what I mean? Like how amazing would that be? Um, that, that's what I feel like is going to happen. Um, so that that's my theory on Angelina Jolie. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you there. And uh, yeah, also you mentioned uh, the character. I'm not sure if it's Druk or Druig. Druig. Uh, mm-hmm. Druig. Yeah, like he's definitely, uh, you know, just with the actor that they cast, he's not going to not be a bad guy. Or he, the, antagonistic in some way. Yes, yes. I, I think he's going to be Loki-esque. I think he's going to be... He may seem like the bad guy at first, but that's the left... That's the left... You know, the left turn they, they, they throw at you. It's like... It's the, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I don't... Uh, I do not know. Uh, one thing that I'm a little bummed that they didn't show, but at the same time, I'm, you know, they don't want to give away all their... Uh, show all their cards too soon, but we didn't get any of uh, Kit Harrington's uh, Black Knight in this trailer. But I think you know he's going to be crucial to the story as well. And there was even a, a quote that I think came out a couple of days ago that was talking about Cersei being essentially like the lead of the movie. That uh, came or, from you know, Kevin Feige's mouth. He said that. He said yeah, that. like being her story. So I, I mean, that's just like a whole other addition. To everything we've talked about that i mean that could be i definitely definitely think it's purposeful that they didn't show him um and you know they just gave you a tease of everything but if she is the main character you know she lives for they live forever so you can imagine the idea of uh them wanting to have connection you know selma hayek says in the beginning of the trailer she says when you love something you fight for it and then Cersei says later on, she says, we're the ones who changed everything. So we haven't seen any pictures of Kit Harrington. Again, I think that's purposeful. But we have seen set photos of him and Cersei. And I think that he, their relationship will be the like through line of the entire movie of Eternals and humans. That he is caught in this curse because of the Ebony Blade that he has to live forever. But he becomes this like, you know, uh, dark Jon Snow, but he's like a you know he's like Dexter Jon Snow, like he's killing people, but he like, kills bad people, <laughs> and he's this like knight through time, and he's one of the few people that could continue a relationship with them who what, doesn't die, and then they live for thousands and thousands of years later. It's someone that they truly have a connection with. So I I, I definitely think that when we see the full trailer for it, they are going to reveal him. They are going to reveal him in his in his uh in his gear if you will in his black knight i can't wait to see how that works too like you know it's gonna be some sort of like i imagine this like dark he-man like cursed blade <laughs> with the power and then it like his costume becomes this like crazy just amazing like suit of armor like the the, the possibilities there are so he's gonna be a main player and he's gonna be somebody who's gonna continue forward and he's kit harrington so like they're that they as much as they didn't show i think that was just as telling as what they did show too oh yeah they're they're definitely like i mean even the shots that they showed in the the quick little the little clips that they shared like there's nothing super telling it was just like really nice beautiful shots like hey these are the uh, characters that are going to be in it um 
nothing really story-wise revealed. So, I mean, they've got so much left to reveal on that movie. And like my, my biggest wish for that movie. And it, if they don't do this, I'll be perfectly okay. But I think, you know, the MCU doesn't adapt stories or characters like a hundred percent the way they are in the comics. So if they are talking about celestials, I could totally see them even alluding or introducing Galactus in this movie. You know, like Galactus is maybe like celestial prime or something like that. But, you know, just it's some way the way they visualize these uh, celestials, it, it just feels very galactic s like or Galactus esque, like giant space armored alien gods. Like it just feels very natural for them to somehow allude to him in a way. Completely agree. I completely agree with you. You know, I think this movie could also be Easter egg central. <laughs> they can do, I mean, my God, man, they could do anything. They could do, I mean, think about anybody from the past. Like, think thousands of, like, Dracula. Are you know what I mean? Like, I'm just going, like, Blade's coming, you know? Like, they could do anything of that that nature. And, and the excitement there for me is, I also think that they, that, you know, they purposely held back of, like, promoting anything because of the pandemic, but also because of, like, they didn't want to step on uh, Nomadland's toes. And then also, if she won, it's like, well, here you go. We're going to present our first movie, which is a new property that nobody knows what the hell it is from this, like, Oscar-winning director of, like, the best movie ever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what perfect timing. So I also think that they're, like, they are purposely rolling out things without trying to just – because, like – there's six properties coming out before Spider-Man No Way Home. If they had shown something in that trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, if they'd shown Tobey Maguire or some shit, that's all people would be talking about. So you wouldn't be like, they've got to split your interest so that you are focusing on the new thing that's coming out as opposed to the thing that you may be more excited about, but it's like six things away. I, I don't even want to know how they're internally at Marvel handling of their marketing process. I, I'm sure there's some employee that has been there since the beginning. It's like, man, I miss the good old days when it was like one movie a year. And now it's just like you have shit tons of movies and shows coming out, like being switched around. You're like, oh my God, like what do we even talk about? Because you know, there will be some kind of like marketing overlap for all these properties and it's just got to be, I'm loving it. I'm all for the ride, but I'm sure internally they're just like so many moving pieces to keep track of. <laughs> I know, I know. Imagine being that production assistant. <laughs> like, like, I I just really want to see Kevin Feige's office because I feel like he does have this, this massive... It's the Charlie Day. Uh, yes, it's always Sunny meme where it's like he's on, like he's smoking this crazy cigarette. He's got the like wild look in his eyes. And he's like, "Okay, Eternals is coming out in November, so we've got to roll the trailer out six months before, but we can't step on, uh, you know, Miss Marvel." <laughs> yes, it's all of that. It's all the little strings and threads, you know, connecting to all the newspaper clippings and shit. And oh my god, it's especially at the scale that the MCU's at now, like, listen to us, we have an entire podcast where we're breaking down trailers, like, people scrutinize it so much, like, you have to be on top of your game, because as soon as you 
remember in Spider-Man uh, Homecoming when the movie starts and then it's like seven years later or whatever it says and everyone in the movie immediately was like doing the math and it's like uh that doesn't check out so i mean now they're introducing eternals that which tells thousands of years of history and it's like you need to know your shit like you're telling a history that people are studying and learn you know if you make something if you say something that doesn't make sense or doesn't fall into the timeline i mean people are are gonna like know that and hold it accountable they're gonna call your ass out kevin you started this and uh you know they're gonna be the ones that are gonna be checking it (laughs) (laughs) i'm uh i'm uh, incredibly incredibly excited oh same it's it's kind of interesting because i feel like this is sort of like the new Guardians of the Galaxy that was such a new property and when they came out uh, the general public you know didn't know anything about it and then it comes out and it's an amazing movie and it's a huge hit and I think they're planning on the same strategy with Eternals you know people will be like confused or not confused but you know they, they just don't have a lot of reference to the movie and when it comes out they're going to introduce this whole new cast and it'll be this whole new side of the mcu and people lose their shit and it's just going to be amazing it it even feels like a very earthbound guardians of the galaxy yeah it feels like this you know you and i joked forever ago that when they first revealed the kind of concept art it was very kind of power rangery it felt like and we still haven't seen those suits so we don't know what they're going to look like like the age i mean i'm assuming it's going to look incredible i mean it's going to look amazing but um you know those con- those suits are they're pretty out there, and the just the just the power scale of the characters is like all of them are like Thanos level, <laughs> like they're not all like Omega level mutants, but they're like all just just the genetics of their race are like these incredibly powerful. I mean, Icarus is a very Superman esque character. You know, he he has like he's flight and he's got those eye beams and he's a very endurable like he's a super strength and that kind of stuff like. They've, they're all, I, I mean, I would be as bold to say in their own way, like some of the most powerful characters, if not the most powerful character, man, Richard Madden has got to be just, just pissed because he, he got upstage and the whole series got stolen from him from uh, Game of Thrones. And now he gets his big Marvel shot. And then who is going to be the lead of the movie? Kid Harrington again. <laughs> Plus <laughs> Richard Madden is gay. So, you know, he's going to be just, he's just going to have that gay, sassy, jealous energy so i i, I can imagine <laughs> i'm i'm all for it <laughs> sassy icarus <laughs> you can icarus kiss my ass <laughs> oh i i don't even know what else to say it's just there's so many unknowns we can speculate all we want but there's just still so many directions they could take it and i i think it's just going to be a gorgeous movie, like beautiful storytelling. And they're going to nail it. I know I said the exact same thing about Shang-Chi, but I mean, how could they not? We talked about it the other day, the difference between like the DC movies and the MCU. It's like every, you know, I go into Aquaman. I'm like, eh, it's fun. Like, I'll be excited, you know, for another one or whatever. And then Marvel, it's like, 
oh my god, the next 47 things that are coming out will just all be amazing. <laughs> this teaser trailer for something that comes out in 2023 is better than anything you've ever put out. You see, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I hey, Look, this is my thing. Is like Until they miss, miss, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's going to be cool. I think they're going to nail that. You know what I mean? So, nothing but positive positive energy from me i should know i know that uh i sort of dig at the dc movies uh quite frequently i and i'm by far more of a marvel fan than dc but i would absolutely love a good dc universe like i i just don't think the movies have been up to par but that's a side note Oh, I'm that's, a huge that's DC a whole fan. Other thing. I'm a huge DC fan. Batman's my favorite superhero ever. Like Batman and then Marvel characters. After that would be my top list. But yeah, it's like you said, they just haven't made the quality of movies that their characters deserve, really. You know, and I'm gonna always support their properties and want them to continue to be better until they nail every single one of them, you know, or start turning it around. You know, they've got a lot of speaking of speculation, they just announced they're doing like a they're gonna move forward with the black cal L and a black director for Superman, which is J.J. Abrams is producing. Um, so, you know, like, what's going to happen with Henry Cable? Hercules. Um, <laughs> what, what's going to happen? Uh, but they're, you know, they're, they're, what is happening with that entire quote, universe anyway, who the hell knows? Which that, that to me is the biggest attack. It's like, what is happening? It doesn't matter whether they got a couple of good movies or not, or whether I'm excited about the Robert Pattinson Batman or the Flash or any of that kind of stuff. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, when the studio is the person or the people who have the least idea what they're doing, then, I mean, there's just no way for it to be great. They're, Marvel's about to put out a movie that tells the Earth's history spanning like hundreds of thousands of years, and DC still can't like make a decent justice league character movie all right kurt we've been gabbing on here for about an hour or so now uh, i think it's that time special special question of the week uh it's a new version uh because we're not doing some sort of review of something that's coming up we're just going to be um what we're going to be doing here is focusing on what's going to be in the future so curtis this could be anything that you want sir what now Oh, God, so many possibilities to talk about. Um, I think I may focus on uh, Multiverse of Madness. I'm very excited for this just because there's so many things happening in this, like, the current phase that they're in with the MCU that I just don't know which way they're, like, are they going towards Kang? Are they going towards, you know, like, Multiverse Incursion? Maybe they're both like maybe they're they're tied into one another, but I just feel like the introduction of the multiverse, you know, like that movie is going to tie in uh, to where we saw Wanda leave off. I think it's going to tie in to Loki, which is coming up, you know, creating branch timelines, Spider-Man, you know, bringing in all these different Spider-Mans from different universes. Um I, I think the multiverse would will be the next the thing that's central to all these stories and um, yeah I I'm just really curious how they're gonna pull it off um, 
Russo brothers said it. They said it a couple years ago. They said, oh, we come back and do a Secret Wars movie. I guarantee you that's what they're leading towards. It may be a couple of years and it may be a long time, though, but that's that's what they're doing. And they're going to come back for it later on. <laughs> yeah, I think they they will. And, you know, they'll definitely have that movie at some point. I mean, I think the longer they kind of push it out, like the better, because I would love for that movie to be just this insane crossover at that point that they just have all these new characters. Like, right. you know, all those sort of like A-list stars, not that I don't want them to be in the movie, but it's just such a unique chance to bring in Eternals, Shang-Chi, like wh- whoever they want to in that movie. It could be like such a weird thing. Uh, yeah, that that movie would blow my tits off. You could bring you could bring Tony Stark back at that point. It could be a time displaced Tony Stark. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be anything. Like the pre-blip Tony Stark. It could be that. Like the way they're doing this time shit. Like it could be Tom Cruise Tony Stark. There you go. There you go. It could be anything. Um, oh, nailed it. One thing. So uh, this is a multiverse of madness, but I think uh, in Loki, I my big prediction for that, like in the end, will somehow that will be how Loki brings back Mjolnir to the main MCU. It, it, by the end, Loki... So I guess I'm talking about Loki, not Multiverse of Madness, but that show will be um, Loki coming back to the main MCU and explaining Mjolnir coming back. Either Loki travels to an alternate timeline where maybe Thor died, and by the end, Loki finds himself worthy of lifting Mjolnir, Maybe something happens where he travels back in time and like buries it in the earth. So like Mjolnir was there the whole time and Thor's just able Thor or Jane Foster is able to to summon it. I think that'll be the a big moment towards the end of Loki. I I'm just so excited for that show. Look, oh. We need to we need to do a whole whole episode on uh, we already planned to, but a whole episode on Loki coming up. That's coming up. That's coming up. We're going to be talking about Loki. We're going to be talking about Black Widow. That's coming up as well. We haven't been mentioning that as well, but that is the one that's been pushed, 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 and it's been done. So uh, you know, there's tons of stuff that, that I feel like are going to be even revealed in that, that it's kind of been kind of forgotten because all these other things have been announced. It's like, oh, when is Black Widow going to come out? You know, but that, I'm still super pumped about that. So stay tuned. Absolutely. <laughs> so Peyton Conley, what now? Oh my God, man! I mean, where do you even be- where do you even begin? You know, uh, I, I, I there it's like what, you have to pick one property and just kind of go with it. You know, I, I do believe as well that in the Loki show that it's going to be this kind of we've already seen it. He's already these different points in history in the Marvel universe and actual history with DB Cooper and that. Uh, plane hijacking and all that kind of stuff and that's i don't even think we've even close to seeing the craziest stuff that's even going to happen so i think that in some way that variant is going to earn his way back to like the main timeline like it will be post the uh end game that loki will be dead almost think like gamora in a way like he'll come back into the main timeline because he fixes the mistakes that he essentially caused by becoming a variant in the first place 
um, you know, we, you and I talked off 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 record, if you will. Of uh, I hope Owen Wilson gets to stick around for a while. I hope the time variance authority and the Kang situation becomes a greater problem, and that could connect back to, you know, it could be a very interesting plot point if it, all this time stuff and the different displaced multiverse and the realities opening and collapsing and being able to jump in the stuff. Like, it could be interesting that the the snaps, all of them were like a catalyst for all that you know i i think that's going to be a very important cosmically related thing tied into all the craziness um as we start to get all these bigger cosmic characters and the fantastic four come in and the x-men and all this kind of stuff like i definitely think that that's not just going to go away it's going to be a it's going to be something that we learn something new about which is more than something that we already knew if that makes sense so it's something that we had already learned it's like learning learning more information about an event that we did know something about that more things occurred um go yeah, ahead that seems that seems to be like the theme that they're going with you know we talked about eternals you know and them sort of being the inspiration for like greek mythology like that's that's what marvel does best is taking histories and cultures and then giving it a very like definitive story like oh if you know the story of icarus was a real person and it's this character it's not not what you think it is or was but it was a real thing exactly exactly and yeah i think loki will just be marvel's doctor who you know, traveling back and, oh, Loki's the one that caused Pompeii and mm-hmm, Loki mm-hmm. did this, you know, mm-hmm, by meddling with mm-hmm. time and stuff. And mm-hmm. it'll be just insane. Loki walk on the moon, you know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like, the, yeah, I completely agree with you as well, too. It's going to be all that. I, I'm going to focus just really quickly here on some casting because I, like I said earlier in this episode, I think there's a lot of casting stuff that has been, that they're waiting on to announce. Um, so obviously I think there's going to be a big kind of thing for, as we get later on in the year with Spider-Man and eventually there's going to have to be something that are going to show it. You know, Andrew Garfield had this interview the other day where he said he's not in the movie, but you know, and I hate that they're even asking him these questions too. Cause like, of course they're going to, they have to say no, they have to do all this. So, you know, except for Russell Crowe and Alfred Molina, who also were like, yeah, we're in the movie and I'm playing Zeus, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so we obviously know that that's coming in some capacity in Thor love and thunder. And I, I think that, you know, Hercules is coming. Um, there was a there was a four chan leak a couple of weeks ago, and this is just corroborated by a lot of different kind of like rumblings and things and all this kind of stuff about it was a it was a list of people who are in the MCU and have been cast, but they did not name their roles and they did not know or what they would be cast in. And so there's a couple of people on that list, and I'm gonna go through and I'm gonna say who I think is truly cast and what that I think that they're cast in. So one of them is Charlie Hunnam, um, which he's been rumored for a lot of big different superhero roles, uh, for better or for worse. I, I think he can be great. So I could see him doing it. We talked about a Captain Britain situation, obviously, uh, but I also could see him being Hercules. Um, you know, a lot of people have wanted this. You know, obviously, especially with Henry Cable and all the uh, the Superman situation happened, that he would be the perfect person to play it. Um, I don't know if he would do it, um, but I, I but I could see Charlie Hunnam either being Captain Britain if they are going to start introducing that, and like the MI6, which has also been a big rumor. Emma Watson was they've been Emma Watson has been courted for Marvel for a long time. She could be Betsy Braddock. She could be she could be the sister to you know. There's I think they are setting up the like. 
MI6, British world, they're jumping around to all these different places on the world. I mean, we didn't even talk about Black Panther uh, or the Marvels or all this kind of stuff coming up. So, like, there's there we're going to be global, and there's going to be a lot more of that kind of open up. Um, one of the other ones was uh, uh, Nicholas uh, Coster Waldo, uh, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, who I think is going to be Doctor Doom, and I. I think he's going to be Dr. Doom in the Fantastic Four. Um, and, and I don't think he's initially going to be introduced in the Fantastic Four, but in uh, leading up to that kind of multiversal situation connected to Secret Wars and that storyline, I think it'll be, I mean, imagine Jamie Lannister like, you think I'm Dr. Doom? The same kind of bathtub scene of I'm the one who's been saving everything. I'm the one who's been going across the multiverse, stopping all these things from happening. What you caused, you know, I could just in my head just see it that way. And he is somebody who would nail it. And he could be that kind of like villainous person that you hate and love at the same time. So I, I'm calling him for that. Uh, my next biggest one, this connects back to you and your Dr. Strange. Uh, Kiernan Shipka is, was on this list. And uh, as you know her from Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. I think that she is going to be Clea. I think that she is going to be the daughter of Do- of Dormammu. And I think she's not been revealed yet. There's been nothing revealed about that movie. Uh, but I could see a very... Her learning about humanity situation. Not wanting to be her p- father situation. And then also coming over to our world, and then look, what do you have there? Who could help but start Strange Academy? You know what I mean? The possibilities of the magic world becoming restarted, maybe because Mordo wants to destroy it, and Strange has to lead it in a new frontier. Um, uh, uh, Gwendolyn Christie was also on that list, um, and I think that she is going to be Titania in the She-Hulk show. Uh, Titania has been rumored to be the She-Hulk villain, uh, and I think, I mean, who better than Gwendolyn Christie, a towering presence, like an amazing actress, and frankly, someone who deserves something because they screwed her over with Captain Phasma. So it'd be nice if Disney kind of gave her her due and she became somebody who was um, a longer care, uh, uh, presence. So, you know, Richard Armitage's name was on that list as well. A lot of people wanted him for Wolverine for a really, really long time, but I think he's a little bit too old for Wolverine. Um, but that is what I'm going to say is my what now. So I think that the, all those people, if they are cast, even though, even if they're not cast, I do think those characters that I spoke about are coming in some capacity and are coming in new and cool and creative ways. And I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of big casting news uh, as we go along in the summer and as like Black Widow ends and Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi ends and, you know, as they're, they're playing the rollouts for all this stuff. And uh, you and I just had the conversation earlier today. We already knew that Ethan Hawke was in the Moon Knight show, but we didn't know as who. You know, there's still speculation that he's playing Dracula. Um, But the article you had sent me about, um, I can't remember his name, but the Marvel, at least in their first, you know, character introduction movie, the villain's always like a mirror to the protagonist. And uh, do you remember the character's name that you had sent me? Uh, yes, uh, it's a Sun King. A Sun King. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. which, I mean, that I, it's in the name, you know, Moon Knight, Sun King. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, when I was reading about that, I was like, oh, of course, that's who he's playing. So I completely agree. And it's a very like, uh, I think you and I talked about it. It's a very kind of like, it feels a very, and Ethan Hawke would be the perfect person for this. It's like uh, a very kind of like cult kind of like guru new age like way of thinking and he's this very uh i guess like a jim jones kind of like figure this like 
figurehead of like that people kind of follow blindly and secretly he is he you know in the comics he channels uh, uh Ra which is you know the father of Konshu who is the moon god uh, so that, that that's the connection between them powers wise I don't know what they would kind of amalgamate that to for the MCU but to me totally totally pieces together and makes sense why you know why they cast someone like Ethan Hawke and what he's going to be and I'm super excited about that too because I love him oh, god that's just there's so many good things coming up I can't even keep track of them all <laughs> <laughs> but uh Oh, this is I I love this format. Like I, I can't wait for another show to come up. But I know we definitely have so many more ideas and theories that we want to talk talk through. And I'm just so excited to, you know, branch out a little bit and open it up to like new possibilities and theories and, um, you know, not so much breaking down an episode week by week. So we've definitely got plenty more things to talk through. Um, I think we're gonna try to keep this sort of weekly setup still going. And I, I can't wait. I, I feel like I could just keep talking for another five hours. <laughs> I know we have to stop. We have to be those people like we're not going to do a four hour long episode. <laughs> About we will trick. not do this, Curtis. <laughs> we're going to talk for six hours on the 20 seconds of footage we got of the Eternals. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put it past us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, let's man, I'm excited. So we can continue the conversations offline. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, thank you all. If you've stuck with us, we appreciate it. Let us know anything you think. Um, we are going to be talking about a lot of different properties coming up. We're going to devote an entire episode to our ideas about X-Men and how they are going to eventually introduce our favorite mutants. I can't wait. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Loki and Black Widow as well. So stay tuned, listeners. Yeah, and wherever you're listening to us, uh, I think most people find us through Apple Podcasts. So if you could go on there and, you know, rate us and it'd be great if you could leave us a review, help us, you know, get the word out. Cause we want to, I, I would love to start bringing in, you know, more like audience questions or, or audience participation, like hear from you guys more. So, uh, you know, get the word out. We'd, we'd love to share this with more of you. Engage us. We want it. <laughs> but at the same time, we owe you nothing. Exactly. You know, we, I, I, I'm not here for your, uh, for your, you know, uh, approval. Yeah. <laughs> like and subscribe. <laughs> Love you, mean it. <laughs> uh, Peyton, love it. So much fun. Kurt, love so it. Much love cursing. you. Just so much effing cursing. I love you. I love it all. Can't wait till next week, and uh, we'll see you soon. See y'all then. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Marvel What Now podcast. This is Kurt. For more theories and custom artwork, you can follow on social media at Marvel What Now. And I am Peyton, and for more pictures of me shirtless and just general buffoonery, you can find me on Instagram at P for the number Peyton, P-E-Y-T-O-N. Be sure to like and subscribe at the bottom, and we will see you when we see you, because we owe you nothing. <laughs>